Awesome. Well, uh, before we get started here today, I want to touch real quick on, in that announcement video, uh, we talked about um, what we're calling our sacred assembly that Pastor Doug has kind of put the call out for, and that's on February 18th uh, from 10 p.m. at night. You read it right on the screen. 10 p.m. at night to 5 a.m. And it's just a night, it's a day of fasting um, and a night of us just coming together um, and just praying. And just a night of prayer. Um, and I think it'll be a really powerful and impactful time. And uh, just to be honest and real with you guys, I think if you call Connecting Point Church your home, uh, and this is part of your family, it's important that you're there. So, uh, and we, we think it's important enough that, like we said, we're willing to uh, take care of child care for you. Uh, if you need someone to stay at your house with your kids, uh, we're willing to pay for it. And if you have a babysitter you prefer, you can hire them and we'll pay for it. And if you're looking for one, we have some. So, we think that it's important that you're there. One amen, that's right. It's going to... It might be a rough morning for you guys today. All right, so we started off this year of 2022 uh, working through uh, our vision statement as a church and what we believe uh, and what we're about. Uh, and Pastor Doug has preached some awesome sermons. Do you have that, Crystal? Awesome. Of course she does. Awesome. So this is our vision statement, so we're going to read uh, it together Real quick, so read this with me. To be a church where everyone belongs and can genuinely connect, grow, and serve Jesus and each other. And each other. That was weird. Uh, so Pastor Doug has preached some awesome sermons on belonging and connecting and growing. And if you missed one of those or haven't seen those, I'd encourage you to go back uh, and just watch those. And uh, those can be found on our website or on Spotify uh, and I just encourage you to listen to those. So obviously, process of elimination, right? Today, uh, we're going to talk about serving and what it means to serve and what that looks like. And uh, sometimes that's a trigger word for some of us, and some of us think we know what it means or we have uh, some preconceived notions of what it looks like to serve. And uh, we're just going to look, look at that today. And... Uh, I'm going to kind of ask your permission, but even if you say no, I'm going to do it anyway, so I'm just kind of giving you a heads up, but we're going to be real today. Like, uh, I'm just going to be real with you. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat things. I'm not going to uh, act like we're something we're not. Uh, I'm just going to be real and genuine and authentic, because uh, that's, a, that's uh, what I feel like I'm supposed to be. Uh, so buckle up, because we're going to be real today. We're going to be coming at you hot and heavy. Uh, so with that said, I'd just like to start by saying, I am Brad, and I am your friend, okay? Some of you may not feel that way at the end of this, but right now, I'm your friend. At the end of this, I'll still consider myself your friend, whether you do or not. Uh, but everything I'm saying today is just real. It's out of love. Uh, and it's because I care about you, and I love you, and I care about this church, uh, and I love this church, and um, 
I'm going to share this because I feel like I'm supposed to. But uh, we, we really believe, lots of people say this, uh, but Carly and I really believe that, like, like, God's planning to do great things here. Like, we really believe that. I know a lot of churches, like, say that, and sometimes it's just, like, stage talk or lip service, but, like, genuinely with our whole hearts, like, we're planning on God doing amazing things here out of this church and out of this people. And, like, we believe we were called here because this is meant to be a place of impact, and it's meant to be a place of influence, not just in Lincoln and in our community, but in our country. Like, like we really believe that. Like, we walk in that every day that we're meant to be here to impact people. And that's why we, that's why we have to be real with you. And uh, there's, like, a lot of new faces here today, or uh, I haven't shared this story in a long time. So just real quick, I'm going to get into it. But uh, before Carly and I came here, we were looking at two different churches, and both were awesome. This was one of them, obviously, because now we're here. But uh, we had job offers at two different churches, and they were awesome, and uh, they both had, like, a lot to offer, but I've said this before, so I'm not scared to say it again, just to be real. Like, from a worldly standard, the other church was, like, a better job offer, right? Like, it was a bigger church, had a bigger youth group, uh, had a lot of things to offer, um, but we prayed about it, and, like, we asked God to be, we prayed some bold prayers and asked for very specific things, and uh, I won't tell the whole story. If you want to know, you can ask me later, and I'll tell you, but uh, God, like, answered our prayers very specifically, like, very specifically that we're meant to be here, and that's why we're, like, unashamed, because it's not us having to do great things, or it's not us having... Uh, to have an impact, it's already God's will. Like, he's already placed us here because he's going to do great things, and we just walk in that. But, again, we're being real. I don't think as a church uh, we've been preparing well for that. And uh, most of you know, once again, just another thing, if you want to know more, ask me about it later, but this church had, like, some pretty exciting things that were about to happen. And lots of things that uh, we were looking forward to uh, and making plans for. And for the time being, it's just not happening anymore. And I believe that God works in mysterious ways. And I believe that he has something bigger and better planned for us. Uh, but I also believe that uh, maybe we weren't ready. And, like, maybe God <clears throat> put some things to a halt because we as a people weren't ready. And, like, we weren't ready to operate at that high of a level. And we weren't ready to serve at that high of a level just because we haven't been. And we haven't been preparing for the blessings God wants to pour out on us. <clears throat> I preached about this a couple weeks or months ago last time I preached. But, like, maybe we've just been a people that have just been going through the motions. And this is just something we do. And I just believe that this church can be great. And I believe that we're meant to do great things. But right now, just to be real, we are far from what the church can be. And we just need to be better. And we need to serve 
as a church as a whole and individually as people at a higher level. And uh, there's a few things that serving means, and we're just going to start with kind of the most obvious one that I think people jump to immediately. And that means that uh, serving just means finding a role, like finding your place in the church. And we have tons of opportunities to serve. And honestly, we need more people to serve. We have our, our second chance ministry that we need people uh, to be drivers and we need people to make lunches and uh, we have youth ministry that we can always use uh, more adults to love on kids and pour into them and we have our kids ministry down there where we need people to run check-in and we need people in the nursery uh, and we need people helping Pastor Justin. We have our first impressions team where we need people making coffee, we need people greeting. Uh, we have tons of opportunities to serve. And honestly, like, if you call Connecting Point Church your home, and you consider yourself part of our family, then you, you should have a role, and you should be serving somewhere. So if you don't, uh, get in contact with a pastor, or fill out uh, the contact form on that central hub we talked about, and let us know that you're wanting to serve because if you're wanting to serve, we have a place for you. You're not going to want to serve, and we're not going to be able to find you a place. And uh, I be I'm being rough, and I believe that we can do better, and we need to do better, and we need to serve at a higher level. But I also recognize we have some great examples in this church of what serving at a high level looks like. I think um, of a Sheila Ross, who has just an amazing story, uh, who... <laughs> was first served here, right? Began coming here because this was a place she was loved and a place she was cared for, and there were people that were willing to serve at a high level for her. And ever since she's been here, she's been willing to serve at a high level in any area, on our tech team, uh, in our second chance ministries. I think of a Lyle Working who gives up uh, Saturdays to lead a men's prayer and who is just willing to do anything we need, who serves at a high level uh, at Destinations Coffee House, uh, doing, being the president of that board and uh, doing a lot of their yard care and lawn work. I think of uh, a Drew and Crystal Worcester who give up their Saturdays to be up here uh, preparing videos and doing sound check with the tech, who give up every Saturday to do that to serve you because they believe in serving at a high, high level, and they're bought in. I think of uh, Justin Rabel, part of the tech team, who does the same thing, just gives up time to be here early, to get things set up, uh, and just the willingness to do whatever we need. I think of, uh, so, this, is, this is like brownie points, but I think of a Carly Clough. Shout out. Uh, who does everything. Like, literally everything. Uh, like, I don't think there's a ministry in our church that she hasn't helped with in some capacity and isn't involved with. I think of an A.J. Johnson who's willing uh, to serve at a high level and lead our college-age ministry uh, and help with our youth ministry. And once again, just like uh, if there's anything I need, A.J.'s like the first person I think to call. Uh, just because those people are bought in and they're ready to serve at a high level. 
And there's more examples. That's not everyone. But just to be honest, we need more people that are willing to serve at a high level and that are bought in. And honestly, some of you that are serving, we just need you to step it up. And we're just being real today. This is probably, it may not be what you wanted to hear, but we're just being real today. <laughs> and uh, the Bible, this is what the Bible has to say about uh, serving a couple of times. So the first one we're going to look at is Philippians 2, 3 through 7. And it says, do nothing out of selfish, selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Like, Jesus came... And poured out everything. And served those around him. And actually uh, was extremely countercultural in that he, at the time he was a teacher with students and he served his students. And the greatest example uh, we have in the Bible is obviously like him washing the feet of his disciples. uh, Which, Another thing, sometimes we go through the motions and that becomes normal to us, but to understand like in that time and that culture, uh, what that really meant. Like lowering himself to the very nature of a servant. Uh, And in that passage we just read, uh, the beginning, it just talks about not looking at your own interests, but the interests of others. And then in Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, it says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Because it's just not about us. Like, it's not about you. We're not supposed to focus on ourselves and our own interests. We're supposed to serve one another humbly in love. So real quick, if you've been a part of Connecting Point, or you consider Connecting Point your home, actually, we'll do this. If you've been a part of Connecting Point longer than a year, stand up. We're going old school church with the up, down, up, down. All right, so if you're standing up, church isn't about you, right? Some of us act like it is. It's not about you. Some of you care more about the way we present things, and if it's the way you like it, than people actually coming to know Jesus. And this isn't about you. You guys can sit down. I should, I should just make you stand the whole sermon. Now, I want to be careful with that because church is for you. Like, you can be a part of church forever. There will be moments in your life where you need the church. And you need people uh, to care for you and love you and uh, to serve you. And the church is for you. But it's not about you. And some of us think it is.
There's like a lot of things I want to say. <laughs> but, yeah, man. Like if your focus on a Sunday morning is if things are the way you like them or the way you would do them, then like your heart is not in the right place. Because this isn't about you. This isn't about me. This isn't about Pastor Doug or Pastor Brian or Pastor Justin or it's not about Caitlin or our worship team. Like, like this coming together, this is about Jesus and this is about God and this is about new people. This is about being an environment that new people, new people feel valued and loved and cared for. So if you've been around for a long time, it's just not about you. And if you're just coming here, checking the box every week, like, you're just wasting time. And Pastor Doug probably wouldn't want me to say that, but he's not here today, so I said it. But uh, another thing serving means that we don't often think of is serving means showing up. Right? Because church isn't about us. Like, you never know who might be here any given Sunday. It's like a football quote. I don't like that. On a Sunday uh, or at any event we have uh, that needs you, that needs to hear your story, that needs to meet you, that needs to be connected to you. Like even today, I can look out and I can see there's a lot of new faces here today and there are people who are part of this church that I wish I could introduce them here, but they're not here today. And that's impacting other people's lives. Like, it's just crazy when you think of, like, the thin threads that could change someone's life. And when we stop thinking about church being about us, and we start thinking about other people, the way we can serve others and the impact we could have on others' lives, uh, it probably changes the way we go about things. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do this, because like this happens all the time in the church. By no means, and I'm, am I saying like you need to have perfect attendance and be here every Sunday? But anything that you value or find important, people prioritize. Because some of you have never missed a Husker game in 40 years. Seriously. Like, we laugh, but there are people, there are probably multiple people in this room that their whole life have never missed a Husker game. Have watched everyone or listened on the radio or been in person. And you show up to church like twice a month. Right, because you're busy. You got things going on. But Saturdays in the fall, we're not as busy. Or some of you watch the Chiefs every Sunday, not this Sunday or next Sunday, because they didn't make it. Go Bengals. <clears throat> but some of you watch watch football or watch. Some of you watch sports teams every time they play. You're never too busy for them. So it just shows like our priorities and. I'll just be honest, like sports, there's different levels to this, right? Like if you're a college athlete or a professional athlete, there's some different levels. Uh, but like kids' sports is the lamest excuse to miss church. 
One clap. And I was an athlete. Like, I, I was a kid who played sports. I was an athlete. It's the lamest excuse to miss church. And it's not like this new fad, right? Like, 15 years ago, I was nine. So I was playing kids' sports, and we played on Sundays. And I didn't go. And it was okay. And, like, my brother was the same way. Like, my brother played soccer growing up and was really good. And every tournament they played in, the championship game was on Sunday, and he never played in one. And he was okay. And you want to hear, like, the crazy thing? When we were little, we didn't play on Sundays, which now is like, if my kid wants any future in sports, they have to be there on Sundays. Me and my brother both had college scholarships for athletics play sport. We both had offers at high levels to play sports. And when we were getting recruited by coaches, they didn't say, hmm, it says here when you were in the fifth grade, you missed a championship game one Sunday. What was that about? Right? It's not that important. And actually, this is a, something like, I love sports, so I want to be like clear about that. I think sports are good for kids and they should play them, and there's a lot they can teach. But I also think, like, there's priorities. Because what happens is we're teaching our kids that sports are more important than church, right? Like, church is good, we should be there, but if we have something else that's more important, which through correlation teaches our kid that sports are our God, and our God is not our God. Because I, I did something interesting this week that I've thought about doing for a long time, and I just decided to do it this week because I was preaching. I, made, I went through and made a list of, like, kids I grew up with that I knew personally. So these are people I knew that uh, when we started playing sports on Sundays, they started going to all the games instead of church. And their parents were, like, cool with that. And uh, I, I made two separate lists. So one, this is, everyone on these lists are kids who did that. One is kids who no longer follow Jesus and one is kids who do, okay? So this is kids that I knew personally. That, fam that their families were involved in the church, had strong Christian parents, that uh, sports became a priority, and now none of them follow Jesus. I stopped at 100. I could have kept going. And I know there's more examples, but these are the kids I knew who that same thing happened, where they prioritized sports over church uh, that still followed Jesus. So there's that, just for some of you parents to think about. If your kids are good, they'll still get a college scholarship. It'll be okay. I'm actually... On this list of 100, there's probably 4 probably four that played in college, right? So all that for like nothing. So like part of serving is showing up is being a part of something, right? Because there, there are people here that need you. 
All right, the last thing we'll, we'll talk about here is that serving means being a culture creator. That is a great way you can serve the church, is be someone who adds value and who creates a good culture. And those are simple things to do. Those are easy things to do, uh, and they're easy to neglect. But like the way we treat the small things and the way we do the small things is the way we treat the big things. And uh, I believe we have like a pretty good culture here. And we're a place that people can come and feel like they belong. Like that's something I hear often when we talk to like new people or people who have come for the first time. Uh, that like when they walked in, they just felt welcomed and they felt like uh, they belonged. Which is a good thing. But I also think there's a lot of things in our culture that we need to change if we're going to take the next step. And if we're going to be a place of impact and a place of influence, uh, there's a lot of things we need to change. So, band, you guys can come on up because I'm, I'm about to wrap this up. But uh, <clears throat> one way we can create a better culture here, the one way we can serve is by coming early and staying late. That's just valuable in any area of life. Because once again, just on the same token, like, you don't know who could be here that, that God has placed here, that God has brought here to meet you, that you're meant to influence. But if you're, if you're walking in at 10.15 after our second worship song and walking out right now because I called the band up, you're not, you're not meeting people. Like, you're missing divine appointments that God has scheduled for you because you're in and out. Because once again, this is just, that's how I know that some of us are just the people going through the motions. Because we're just here to check a box that we went to church on Sunday. And just to be honest, like, there's a lot of us that uh, this last song's gonna start and we walk out right? That's our dismissal once the last song starts. And you know what that says? We're just a people going through the motions. We're not really here worshiping. Another thing uh, that we can... Uh, serve at a high level is just having a front row mentality. Like we're a back row church, baby. We are a back row church. You got to get here early to get the back seats. <laughs> it's like the people who walk in late just stand back there because they have to walk all the way up here. These are the only seats open, <clears throat> which is just so weird. It's just so weird because I don't get it because like in any other aspect of our life, like, we don't fight for the back seats. Like, imagine if to a Husker game, like, the nosebleeds were, like, $1,000, and people were, like, paying it. You'd be like, what is wrong with you? Those are terrible seats. People still pay for them, but whatever. Or, like, uh, 
just proximity. Like, we want to be close to things we care about and are important to us. Like, if Carly got home from work and she was walking in the door over there, I'm about to leave the live stream screen. So I told Sheila she'd get a workout today with me. But if Carly's walking in the front door and I greet her, I don't, like, back up as far as I can and say, like, hey, how's your day going? Good? The work was good? All right, awesome. Just going to stay back here. These don't want to get too close. Like, we greet people we love with hugs, right, and handshakes, and we want to be close to people. Or, like, when we're talking to someone and having a conversation, we don't usually stand on opposite sides of the room. Like, we want to be close. Like, I actually saw Pastor Doug the other day because he snuck in here, and I was here setting stuff up. And we did that because he has COVID. We, pre- we talked from like across the church and it was so weird and I hated it. I can't remember what he said because it obviously wasn't that important to me because I wasn't close enough to hear it. And he's half deaf, so I know he didn't hear what I said. <laughs> but like, why, like why, why are we a back road church? Like, why are those the good seats? Part of it is because that's our culture. So part of it, some of you are new and it's all you've known is that people sit in the back of the church. Some of you have been here for a long time and it's just what we do. And I think it just speaks to what we value because if I offered you tickets to a Chiefs game or a Husker game and I gave you the last row or the first row, most of you are choosing the first row. And there are some seats in the first row that nobody sits in. So it's just weird to me, and that's, I just think that's a better culture we need to create, and just a way uh, that you guys can help serve the church, because that's you. Like, the people create the culture. Leaders lead it, but the people create it. And uh, I just think of, like, like, Carly and I have been to church services where people get, it, get there 10 hours early to wait in line to get the front seats. And someone laughed, because that's like crazy. But people do that all the time for football games. Or like concerts, or like show up early. Like Carly's little sister went to a Louis Tomlinson concert that was standing room only. And they showed up super early to get super close seats. And like we've been in environments like that where people want to be close to the fire. And like people care so much they're willing to like camp out to get front row seats at a worship service and to hear someone speak because they just place such a high value on that and we hear that and think it's like crazy and radical when we're called to be radical. But like, we're just going through the motions, man. And some of you, this is like, you hate this. Like you hate that I'm saying these things and calling people out, but like some of you should be excited because to me, it's exciting to be a part of a community that actually has standards, that actually cares about something, that actually values something because we live in a world where it's super cool to not care about anything. So to me, it's exciting to have a community that cares, that's willing to serve at a high level, that's willing to show up early and stay late because it's not about them. And it's exciting to me to be a part of a place that wants to be better, that isn't 
satisfied with where we're at, that isn't just settling for what we have or what we do, that a place that wants to be better, that wants to take the next step, that wants to go to that next level. It's exciting to be in a community where you can actually trust people, where you have people that you can rely and depend on, people that you know are going to show up when you need them. And we need people that are willing to serve, that are willing to show up, that are willing to create a culture so that we have an environment here that people value. Because out in the world, it's hard to find places where you can truly trust people. It's hard to find places where people are truly reliable, where people are truly dependable. You might have people uh, at your workplaces uh, that maybe succeed at a high level, and you can trust them to get their job done, but you wouldn't trust them in a room with your wife or in a room with your children. So to me, it's exciting for us to be a place where we can truly trust people. But that means we need people serving at a high level, that we need people that are reliable, dependable, that people are willing to show up, willing to be a part of a culture, that are willing to add value, not take away. And honestly, like, this, this has kind of been a sermon directed at people who have been around for a while that have just got, almost said something that didn't make sense. Almost said that got lost in the sauce, which is not what I meant. <laughs> but that's what came to my mind. But uh, people that have just kind of got stuck in this rut of going through the motions, and if you're new, there are opportunities to serve for you. And honestly, if you're new, uh, if you want to be a part of something bigger than yourself, if you want to be at a place where you can live a life of purpose, if you want to be able to care and love for those around you, then this is a place for you. Uh, And we need people that are going to start, that are going to be a spark to start that culture, that are going to be fire starters here. Because honestly, Some of these people have been here for 20 years and don't serve at a high level. And we need people that are. And that's harsh, and it's hard, but it's real. And the good thing is, we have the opportunity to change that. That's just a decision if you're willing to serve at a high level or not. So honestly, I wasn't going to do this, but now I'm going to, because I'm getting a little fired up up here. So... You can play some music. Just like strum something. I don't know. Give me something back there. If you're, if you're ready, like if you're willing to step up, whether you've been serving or not, if you're willing to take the next step and serve at a high level, or if you haven't been, but you're wanting to, if you're ready, like I'm just going to ask you to stand up. And before you do that, like I'm, I'm serious. I'm going to take a picture of who's standing Seriously, like I'm going to take a picture, and when we need someone to serve, I'm going to come up to you and say, you stood up in this picture, like you said you were ready, you said you were willing to serve at a higher level, and we need you, so you're either a man or a woman of your word or not, so like think about it, don't just stand up, because the guy up with the microphone is like, hey, stand up if you're willing to do this, like stand up if you mean it, don't stand up because the person next to you stood up. Because I'm going to have a picture, and I'm going to have your face. And I'm going to hold you accountable. 
Like, I'm not scared to hold the people in this room accountable because I believe we're meant to do great things and we need people that are willing to serve at a high level. So if you're willing to step up, stand up. Can we get the, like, the house? Are these the lights all the way up? All right. I got to do the cool pano thing. Nobody move or you're going to be blurry. All right. All right, I got you now, so. All right. So I'm going to hold you accountable if you're standing. Like, I'm not scared to call you out. So we need people that are willing to step up and serve at a high level.